0: Here come the Astros, burning with desire. Here come the
1: Astros, breathing orange fire. Welcome to Houston Sports Talk with your host, Robert Land. Thanks for listening to the best Houston sports podcast. And after that extra inning victory, I had to bring out the old go-go Astros. Gotta love that one. Robert alongside co-host Stephen Kerr. Just a reminder that our last podcast was the post game for the Texans' huge win over the Chiefs. Deshaun out-dueling Patrick Mahomes. If you missed it, go check that one out. But, Steven, boy, this one, uh, this whole day was just, like, on the edge of your seat, lasting forever. We, we are exhausted after eight and a half hours of edge of your seat, Houston Texans-Astros excitement.
0: Man, and we thought last weekend was pretty darn special with the Texans beating the Falcons, and then the Astros, of course, you know, getting the lead on the Rays. Today just tops everything. It is just after midnight, Robert, is where you and I are recording this on Monday morning, and the game just ended. (laughs) So that shows you, talk about rapid reaction right after the game. Uh, We're giving it to you right now. It is just minutes after this game's over that we're recording this. I'm sure you'll be hearing it either uh, several hours later or sometime after.
1: Glad Russell Westbrook was sitting up close for this one because maybe he'll learn how to, you know, have some clutch victories in the playoffs. Maybe that's what we're teaching him right now. (laughs)
0: Hey, everybody jump on board. You know, Texans, Rockets, Astros, everybody start learning how to play clutch ball. And, you know, we kept waiting and waiting for that big, big hit or that nail-it-down pitch. And by golly, Correa delivered it. And I tell you what, You know, you keep holding your breath every day that his back holds out. And, boy, you really have to now with the way he's come through in Game 2. And if the Astros ever needed a game, it was this one. I mean, you did not want to go down two games to nothing
1: at home to the Yankees and then going to Yankee Stadium for three straight. Yeah, the only back, back, back mention you wanted was from Chris Berman after Correa had that at bat.
0: (laughs) That is exactly right.
1: You know, I was... A little more than concerned about Verlander's third start in 10 days, but he came through six and two-third innings and just two runs on that Aaron Judge home run. Verlander, seven strikeouts, now with 187 for his career in the postseason. He passes former Astro Andy Pettit for second most in Major League Baseball history. The only pitcher with more is John Smoltz, who had 199. Uh, It it was big just to see him go out there and, and put in a good performance after what happened against Tampa on three days rest.
0: Yeah, it really was. And, and you just knew that Verlander on full four days rest, he was going to be ready. He trains so well, he trains his body so well, he gets a lot of sleep. I mean, he really, really conditions himself to do this, but even on three days rest, you know, even he is human, but you get him back on his regular routine, a four day rest. And you just had a feeling that he was going to come out and pitch. Well, And he did. And how about the bullpen? I mean, everyone who, you know, Presley gave up that, that hit, but really everybody else pitched very, very well and kept the Astros in this game, put them in a position to win it, even though it did go extra innings.
1: Yeah, Ryan Presley is a concern at this point. The last five hitters Presley has faced are five for five with five singles. I miss 2018 Ryan Presley. Where are you? Uh, I I miss like the the classic Ryan Presley. I don't like this new flavor at all. I miss the
0: pre-injury Ryan Presley. It just seems like after that, the knee injury where he missed time, you know, you thought he had come back and and was looking okay, But uh, yeah, I miss the
1: pre-injury Ryan Presley because he was mowing him down before he got hurt. Huge play. I mean, we haven't mentioned this yet, but boy, what a huge play that was. Uh, in the half inning before Correa hits the home run, Sanchez he's out with the strikeout in in, in the dirt basically. But they say he umpire says he, he got the bat on the ball, he tipped it, and uh, that was not correct. There is no it wasn't review. even close. Yeah, no review on that unfortunately. And thank you for the makeup call though. The next pitch, we'll take it. <laughs> yeah, Sanchez
0: was hopping mad <laughs> after that. You could you could certainly tell, but. Man, how about Correa, though? He made that brilliant defensive play on the ball that bounced off Altuve. That that could have been disastrous, too. And Correa just nailing at the plate, uh, like, innings back. I mean, he, he almost single-handedly won this game for the Astros tonight.
1: Yeah, after the Altuve play, I don't know about you, but I thought, okay, that's a play that you don't expect to make. This feels like a destined win. And it was just like yep. waiting and waiting, like, come on, And the destiny here. (laughs) But the
0: Astros, they hadn't had a hit since the fifth inning until that homer by Carlos Correa in the 11th. So it was just a crazy game. I I tell you, talk about being deflated if if it hadn't gone the Astros way. Like I said, you don't want to get down two games to none, losing both games at home.
1: This has got to be the formula, Stephen. I mean, if you're going to beat the Yankees, it's wear out this bullpen. They went early into it. Boone did. And it reminds me of what the Astros were able to do with the Dodgers in the World Series. I'm not going to say it's going to be the same result, but you know the Dodgers. Some people thought that you know Dave Martinez he went into his bullpen, or was it um, is it Dave Martinez or Dave Roberts? I'm confused. Dave Roberts for the Dodgers. Yeah, yeah, I knew I would confuse the the, the Dave <laughs> managers. The yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not saying it's going to happen the same way, but that that was their. Success that you know they felt like uh, Roberts kind of went to the bullpen too early in the World Series in 2017, and maybe you know that's what you got to hope for here. And you thought that he might stick with Paxton a little bit longer. I mean, he was getting in
0: a little bit of trouble, but I thought he pulled him a bit early. Uh, what was it, two and two third innings, and he was gone. And you know, very few teams can go into the bullpen as well as say Tampa Bay, but. Really, you, you're kind of playing with matches when you do that with just about every other team, and it very well may come back to bite the Yankees uh, as the series goes on if they have to keep doing that.
1: Well, I mean, I I, th- I was feeling good about Correa coming up, you know, because he was five for eleven with a home run. I, I had tweeted out his stats against Jay Happ in his career, and you know, five for eleven with the home run—that sounds great. But Yuli had just come up the previous inning. And during the regular season, over the course of Yuli's career, he was four for seven against Jay Happ, and, and he didn't come through. Most of the Astros have hit Jay Happ pretty well. I mean, I, I would love to see more of him. I don't know how much we're going to see of him, though, in the series. Yeah, especially after that game. But, uh,
0: yeah, it just it just couldn't have come at a better time. And I'm just so happy for Correa because of the season that he's had with, with all the injuries and, and all the time missed. And uh, him trying to find his timing with his bat. I mean, his defense has been stellar throughout this whole postseason. But, man, you have to just feel so good. I mean, you'd feel good for anybody to hit that kind of a homer. But I'm especially happy for Correa just because of what he's been through this past season.
1: George Springer is the Astros' Mr. October. Finally gets the home run we've been waiting for. That home run, I should say, in this postseason, that home run is now the most ever by a leadoff hitter. In the postseason, uh, and then he also hit a bomb off Adavino, who entering this game, Adavino had allowed one home run in his last 47 appearances, including the postseason, and that was to Mookie Bet. So, just not only hitting the home run, but doing it off of Adavino, a guy that you know has just been brilliant this year, especially recently.
0: Well, you knew that Springer had to heat up sometime and get one because coming into Game Two, he had no home runs no RBIs through the entire postseason. This was the Astros' seventh game, and Springer was completely empty on both counts. So you just knew that a Springer-Dinger was around the corner somewhere, and boy, did it come in a great time, too.
1: Who are you concerned most about as far as the Astros that aren't hitting? Because the guy that has got me a little bit worried at this point is Jordan. I mean, he he was hitting for average in the ALDS, uh, but in, in this series... It hasn't been good. But the, the big thing for me is, where's the power? I don't see him squaring up the ball. Even some of the hits that he was getting in the ALDS were more, you know, Texas leaguers. that the, They were seeing eyes. It, it wasn't the Jordan that we grew to expect. And I, I feel like it's been a long time since we've seen that guy.
0: Yeah, well, you know, he hasn't had a home run in at least 12 games now. And what really concerns me is that he seems to – lose things when he gets two strikes on him he he isn't doing well hitting with two strikes he struck out at least twice in game two when he had uh, two strikes on him, or one two count or oh two count so yeah alvarez is definitely a concern i mean the kind of season he's had before i think he's he's starting to see the elite pitching in the postseason
1: and it seemed to be uh, befuddling him just a little bit i mean these guys are great but he's not seeing the breaking pitches you know where he's swinging at those pitches in the dirt He's chasing sometimes up high, especially up and in. That's been the MO. One of the big ways that pitchers have found to get him out is try to go up and in on him. And and that's going to be the deal with him because he's such a big guy that you can go up and in and, and maybe get him. But uh, I, I don't know where the, the great eye that he had. He's just seeing the ball so well early in the season, not only in AAA, obviously, but you know what he's doing with the Astros the first few months and, in September and now in October, you know, he's just not squaring baseballs up. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, I don't know how else to say it. Yeah,
0: that's about right. I mean, and those were pitches he, he wouldn't have been swinging at a few weeks ago. And now all of a sudden he is. So I, I really think it is a question of just not seeing the ball well. And, uh, boy, you hope he gets it back soon because we, we're just, you're going to need every bat in the lineup at one time or another to beat the Yankees because the Yankees, yeah, you, you held them pretty, you held them down pretty well tonight, but, they're a bunch of great hitters. I mean, that whole lineup is is solid. And the Astros are going to have to keep up. I mean, they, had, they were one for nine with runners in scoring position. They left a lot of runs on the field, too. And moving forward, you know, that's going to be big, especially if you get in a one or two-run game.
1: We haven't talked since game one happened. Any thoughts about... Granky or the bats or anything that you saw in game one
0: well Grinky wasn't great but as I tweeted after the game you know even Justin Verlander or Garrett Cole wouldn't have been able to win that game if you put a big flat zero on the board I mean the hitting I mean at least in game two the Astros were taking good swings and were getting good contact on the ball they just weren't getting the hits until later but in game one I mean it was just as if I was I was joking with my, – my pastor is a big Yankees fan, and I was joking with him. I said, yeah, I think the Yankees put a lot of lead in the Astros' bats so they couldn't swing them because it it looked like the Astros just had too much lead in their bats because they were getting no hits. And even Garrett Cole wouldn't have won that game for you if you did give him zero run support.
1: It's really concerning that the Astros not only are struggling at the plate but continue to struggle – with runners in scoring position, they're 1-for-10 in, in this game and this Sunday night game. And if you look at it, the Astros been fantastic at home. They've been terrible on the road. They were terrible on the road against the Yankees in two, 2017 in the postseason. Uh, you've got to figure out a way to get it going. At some point, something's got to happen to start getting this offense rolling. We need to get one of these you know innings where you score five or six runs and guys just start – one after the other getting base hits i mean i don't know what's going to take but they got to get out of this slump
0: and to add to that the weather in new york is not going to be very pleasant it's probably going to be cold and they're even expecting rain especially on wednesday i mean the uh, the game uh, four could be moved back if it's going to be raining on wednesday so that that's not that doesn't always play well for the offense either so yeah it is a concern but the silver lining is and and one of the reasons i felt like the astros really really needed to salvage this game, too, is because you have Garrett Cole going in game three. You have a chance to go up 2-1. So if you do stumble at Yankee Stadium, if you can just snatch one of those games, you know, you'd come back basically down 3-2, but you'd have the last two at Minute Maid Park. So at least you have Garrett Cole going in game three. That's the good part. How about the fact that you just don't want to go down 0-2? How about that? (laughs) That, well, yeah, you don't want to go down 0-2 because I'll tell you what, I I saw something earlier that— The team who goes down 0-2 at home in the LCS, just the league championship series, mind you, has never, and I repeat, never come back and won the series. It's happened in the World Series a few times, but not in the LCS when the home team has been down two games to none. So yeah, you didn't want that. Not
1: surprising. And here's the deal. Cole pitches the next game. Okay. It's Tuesday night, Right. Right, Tuesday afternoon, actually. Oh, is it Tuesday? That's right. It's Tuesday it afternoon. It's Tuesday afternoon at three. Okay, so so Garrett Cole gets the Tuesday afternoon game. I I believe that's a three o eight start Houston time. That's
0: correct. That's correct.
1: So if you lose, it's trouble because it's likely Arcidi and then Granky the next two games, and just the devastation of losing a game that Cole starts. I mean, the Astros are so used to winning those games. I mean. It, it, this one is the game. This is the swing game to me. I mean, the Astros, I could see them easily losing in five if they don't win on Tuesday night.
0: All the more reason the bats need to get going because your pitching is not, it, it, more than likely, it, your pitching would have to be stellar all the way through, not just with Verlander and Cole. You'd have to hope for a brilliant outing by Grinky. You'd have to have, hope for a brilliant outing by Urquidy if the bats are going to continue to struggle like they have. And I, I just don't see that the way the bats have been going in this series.
1: So if you're looking at the Astros, I mean, what what needs to happen? Just We just need to put together a big inning here this next game. Is there somebody in particular that you go, obviously, besides Garrett Cole, that you go, okay, if you can just get him. Doing something, then maybe everything turns turns with the Astros, or, or do you think this is a collective? This is a group thing.
0: Well, I think it's going to have to be a group thing, and really, if if the Astros Astros could just jump on them early, that that would really help and kind of set the tone, and then maybe bear down. But yeah, Grinky of course, will be going to Yankee Stadium. So I, I mean, it's just shaky beyond Colin Verlander. You just you have to hope that somebody is going to come up big, whether it's the rookie. Urquidy, I mean, it could happen. He he has been known to pitch in in certain situations, pitch pretty well. But then you're asking him to pitch at Yankee Stadium in rough weather with a rough crowd. So, yeah, I think it's just going to take a collective unit. Really, to beat a team like the Yankees, almost everybody kind of has to be on deck and uh, contribute in some way, shape, or form.
1: Yeah, I I, I, certainly I'm not saying everybody's not going to need to contribute, but you wonder if there's that that one guy that if he gets going – if he starts doing something – I mean, I think Bregman's been fine this whole postseason. Altuve's been pretty good the, throughout the postseason. Springer got the one big hit uh, in this game, but can he start putting a couple or three games together? Uh, that's a big question mark. But, I mean, it's I keep coming back to Jordan because if he's hitting home runs, that changes everything, and that's the guy – that you know, if he gets his back going, it's not just singles and doubles. He'll start knocking the ball out of the ballpark, and and unfortunately, I just, I I don't know. I don't know what what it's going to take to get him going. But he just he's not seeing the baseball, and until that happens, I don't know what you got because um, a lot of the other guys, you know, you figure nobody's doing awful. I mean, it, it's not. Uh, there's like, oh, that guy's doing. Chirinos is probably the closest guy to. I think Torinos has got, what, two hits the whole postseason or something like that? But
0: Yeah, but he's, of course, he's not known as a hitter. So, I mean, you're, you're kind of getting what you might expect from him. But I also think that Brantley needs to get it going. Too. If those two guys could get it going, that could probably make the difference right there. If If Alvarez and Brantley started hitting the way they're capable of hitting through the season, that might just
1: be the push you need
0: to get them over the top.
1: Anything else that you got for what you're looking at for the series or anything that we missed for the games this weekend with the Astros?
0: Well, I wanted to go back to uh, some of the ceremonies in game one, you know, the uh, first pitch on Saturday, really touching, uh, delivered by J.R. Richard to Garrett Cole. That, that was pretty neat. And, uh, Jose Lima Jr. To, uh, Mike Hampton, I think was on, uh, Sunday night and my celebrity crush from the eighties, Mary Lou Retton. She got to call the play ball on Saturday night. So, that was kind of cool. So they they had some pretty cool ceremonies for uh, game one, especially on uh,
1: Saturday. Yeah, Mary Lou has taken a dip in Texas and, and Houston area gymnastics as far as uh, where she is on the on the faces of Mount Rushmore. Who goes on top? Yeah, she's kind of kind of been replaced by one uh, Simone Biles, has she not? Yeah, Simone Biles uh, just killing it. You know, most most medals of any gymnast in history, uh, at at the world championships after, uh, this weekend. So just, uh, Simone Biles, just, she, she is your, whatever you want to say, Tiger Woods, Babe Ruth, whatever for gymnastics, but she keeps doing it. Uh, I miss Jose Lima jr. Doing that's really cool. Really? That, that was really sweet. Uh, Lima's quick story on Jose Lima. You know, when I was uh, covering the Rockets back in the early two thousands, uh, Lima was, this was when Lima still around and I was shooting the games for channel 20 and Lima would always be in like the first or second row as I was shooting the games. And I'd look over at Lima. Nobody, as every Astro fan knows, nobody was having a better time watching the Rockets. Oh, no. than Jose Lima. And he just always, it's it just lit up the front row with his smile. And, you know, he had, he had the drink in one hand and he was, just talking up people. And, you know, I remember looking over like once or twice and Lima would look back at me, you know, I'm sitting on the baseline with the video camera and everything. And, and Lima would just look back and, and wink at me. And it, it just, I mean, you, you couldn't be Jose Lima uh, at the Rockets game back in the day. He was, he was a blast.
0: Yeah, he certainly was. And he did give, you know, at least a, there was a brief period where he was one of the best pitchers the Astros had for sure. And I was, Yeah, I was very heartened to see when when I heard that uh, Jose Lima Jr. was going to throw out the first pitch. Uh, I I was very glad to hear about that. So, yeah, well, you know, it's one-to-one. It's back to being a great series again. Again, it it would have been so depressing to be down 2-0, but you're going to New York, you've got Garrett Cole pitching, anything is possible. So uh, we're kind of, I think, getting back on track as far as being positive and just can't get over the fact that the the whole day – has been crazy in a good way with the Texans, the big win over the Chiefs, and then the Astros, the 11th inning, pull it out, Correa home run to wrap up the day and actually go into the next day. So that's pretty cool.
1: Absolutely, and nine pitchers the Yankees used in this game. I, I, I keep going back to like Harvey Haddix back in 1959 who threw 13 innings against a great lineup. 12 of those were perfect innings, but he pitched 13 innings, one pitcher, And the Yankees use nine pitchers. Looking at the rest of this series, get ready, Stephen, because besides that afternoon game, we're going to have some late nights with this Yankee pitching staff. (laughs) I
0: was going to say, yeah, the the games will probably last five hours, even in a nine-inning game, just from all the changing pitchers uh, that the Yankees are going to do. And uh, hopefully not, but maybe even the Astros, just depending on whether both offenses get going.
1: Well, we're going to get some sleep, uh, just a message to you listeners. And uh, we're going to be back with some more Astros post-games later in the week, but Astros pull out a big one. They tie the series at one, three to two, Correa with the – big home run huge home run for the Astros and extra innings the walk off to win it talk to you again really soon you're listening to Houston Sports Talk don't forget to follow Houston Sports Talk on Facebook and Twitter subscribe to us on iTunes Spotify the Google Podcast app or the Stitcher app you can support us by giving us a five-star review on iTunes or by telling your friends about us spread the word everybody thanks for listening